What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Wednesday, October, or actually November 6th, and it is 9 o'clock. So it's time for Common Law Wise Words. I'm JC, and Shaman will be joining here shortly, I'm sure. Um, you can reach us at J-C-A-N-D-S-H-A-M-A-N at gmail.com. That's J-C and Shaman at gmail.com. And Wednesday nights, we are here putting on a show, talking about common law and other BS, <laughs> and sometimes some world events. So with that being said, I'm going to talk about some things that I've been hearing in the news about Trump and Trump's impeachment, because I had a discussion with somebody the other day that seems not to understand how some of these things developed and progressed throughout history, how we got to them today. And... uh we were talking about Trump and the impeachment process for Trump, and they were saying that the committee that was basically acting like a grand jury, you know, had these hearings and people had testified, and of course it was closed. And you know, next week or this week, I don't, I don't remember, but uh, Trump's attorney is going to have the chance to cross-examine these witnesses, and you know, basically have a defensive stance. And when they're talking about it, saying that people who go to a grand jury, like um, when you've been charged with a crime and they haven't uh, produced a grand jury indictment, you have the right to be at the grand jury and to ask questions and speak in your own defense or have an attorney represent you. And the individual that I was talking to was saying that that wasn't true, the grand jury indictments are typically secret, and I said, I agree, when the individual doesn't know that they're being investigated. Um, so when the federal prosecutor or the state prosecutor is investigating somebody for, let's just say, some type of financial crime, of course, they don't go and tell them, hey, we're going to pull a grand jury against you. and and seek an indictment and if you wish to show up and see all the evidence you know here's the time and the place but <clears throat> the example that i gave them is that for every felony that somebody gets they have a right to a grand jury indictment and let's just say that a cop pulls over a car on the side of the road and uh finds three or four ounces of marijuana in it you really think that the cop's gonna leave them on the side of the road, run down to the prosecutor's office, tell the prosecutor, here's all the evidence, let's pull together a grand jury, get a grand jury indictment, and then go back and arrest them. Probably not. The officer is just going to go ahead and arrest them, process them, and if they ask for a grand jury later, then at that point in time, 
the state prosecutor or the federal prosecutor will pull together a grand jury and both parties will have an opportunity to express their side of what's going on. And as I was talking with this individual about the specific thing, I kind of came to my mind that, you know, a grand jury, when the president breaks the law or anybody in the government is excessively breaking the law and committing felonies and things like treason, a grand jury is actually the proper process in the proper way because the individual I was talking to was getting their information from the news and of course all over the news and I've been hearing this too they're talking about you know the people the framers of the constitution just said that um, the houses of congress shall have the power to impeach the president but they don't really give a step-by-step -step list of how to do that and uh I was saying, well, you know where grand juries come from and the idea of grand juries. And I brought up the fact that it comes out of the Magna Carta and they kind of got irate and was like, oh, the Magna Carta is so old and we have all these laws now and, you know, society's more complex and we have more people and more technology and this and that, you know, the usual arguments. And I was like, okay, I get that. But if you go and read the Magna Carta, you just kind of replace truck with cart and, you know, car with horse and, you know, this and that. And they still had highways back then. You're going to see a whole lot of similarities to what was going on back then and going on today, even though we do have more people. I, I agree with you there. But the game really hasn't changed at all. And in the Magna Carta, the whole idea of a grand jury, even though they didn't call that, call it a grand jury in the Magna Carta, was that when 25 barons or 25 lords got together, 25 free men, free and lawful men, got together with the same complaint against the king. And they went to the sheriff and signed a grand jury indictment. Then the sheriff was to go and seize the king or seize the king's property to repay for whatever grievances the barons had against the king. And while I was expressing this, I was asking the individual, doesn't that make more sense for a grand jury indictment? <laughs> Is that when actors of the government or official people within the government, when they start treating their position as a privilege instead of a service, that the people that they are serving go and in a number amass and file a registered indictment with the courts against that individual and have them removed in one form or fashion or another. Now it's like, yeah, that, that does make a lot more sense. And if you go back to 150 years ago and a man or a woman committed a crime against another man or woman, say like a stabbing, if Jim stabbed me, I would just go down to the courthouse and swear out a warrant and say, Jim stabbed me at this bar at this time and go arrest him and, and put him in front of a jury for the crime he committed. And there, there would be no grand jury indictment needed. Uh, if I was lying, I'd be held liable for my actions for lying. And if he stabbed me, then Jim would be liable for his actions of stabbing me, which at common law could be getting stabbed, getting imprisoned, or getting hanged. <laughs> common law punishments were very severe. 
Anyways, about this time, I brought up to the individual that the reason the founders of the Constitution didn't write down a step-by-step -step direction for how to impeach a president and what had to go on, and first you form a committee, and then you send it to another committee, and then you send it to another committee just to make sure that the first two committees didn't get it wrong, <laughs> and then you send it over to Congress, and you know they go around their tail and through their back and up and down again, and finally maybe they'll take a vote and come to a decision, is because everybody who was a framer of the Constitution and took part in that knew what the common law was. And it wasn't long before the framing of the Constitution. It was about 100 or 150 years before the framing of the Constitution when the people of England got so fed up with their king that they cut off his head. You know, So they just would reference, hey, how, how did we pull this court together? <laughs> well, let's just go look at these documents. And that's why nobody took the time to write down and to waste the space of, this is the process for impeachment of the president. Anyways, with that being said, I see Shaman and Stan showed up, so I'm gonna unmute them. Hey, Shaman. Hey. What's going on? Nothing much, dude. What's going on with you? Oh, chilling. Just talking about, um, you know, the impeachment stuff. Yeah. Talked about that earlier. Yeah, online now too. Hey Stan. Evening guys. <clears throat> so have y'all been following the impeachment stuff? No. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I mean I just thought it was interesting because I, I definitely heard in the um whatchamacallit that uh you know they're kind of confused on the impeachment process because nobody wrote it down in the constitution i just thought that was silly what was everybody knew the common said? law back then huh nothing i remember now what you said earlier yeah people had common sense back then Yeah, today it seems like uh, people need directions on how to tie their shoes, which foot to stand on, how to say your ABCs backwards. <laughs> I'm going to work on that. <laughs> so, anyways, anybody got something to talk about? Did you already mention that like just because he gets impeached doesn't mean he gets removed from office? It, no, I didn't talk about that. You want to talk about that for a minute? And and well, uh, Bill Clinton and what happened when Bill Clinton got impeached? <clears throat> yeah, they were. Well, there's only been two presidents so far, and that's Andrew Johnson. And he only got out of being removed from office by one vote, but he was still impeached. And then they brought up articles of impeachment on Nixon, but he resigned before they could do it. Of course, Clinton got impeached, but uh, in the Senate, 
because, you know, it originates in the House. They'll bring it up, and they'll go over the articles of impeachment, and then it goes to the Senate for a trial, and it has to be a two-thirds vote to uh, get them removed from office. In the House, it can just be a majority. But, I mean, it's it's difficult for it uh, to happen. I mean, it's not an easy thing to get a president removed from office, and probably rightly so. I guess for their system, because you don't want just every time somebody gets pissed off at somebody, or I mean, that, that, there'd be coups every other week if that was the case. That'd probably be dangerous in and of itself. Probably more dangerous than leaving somebody in office for another two or three years, I think. But uh, so I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't really followed it, but I just can't. I really just if it's the whole. He colluded with Russia thing. It just seems asinine to me. I, I just, maybe I'm but, naive, but I just don't see I that. I think they're saying that he colluded with Ukraine to open an investigation on Joe Biden's son so that Trump could use this to his advantage in the next election. And honestly, a lot of it to me seems like a sham. Like the first, um, you know, the whistleblower. Oh, is that what point, they're moving on it for? Yeah, and the whistleblower complaint, they got this whole thing started. Most of the whistleblower complaint was hearsay. The whistleblower who blew the whistle on this had absolutely no firsthand information that this had happened. And then um, they came in, and I think the ambassador to Ukraine testified last week, I believe yesterday, when I was picking up my son. Um, I heard on NPR that he actually changed his testimony and uh, what they were talking about with the quid pro quo, because that, that's what they're saying is that this is a quid pro quo and he was withholding arms money to release to Ukraine until they would announce that they were investigating Joe Biden's son, which they were investigating him from 2014 to 2016. You know, like that that's legitimate. They were investigating him. And I don't know what type of financial crime it was, but I do know it was a financial crime and he walked away with a couple million dollars or something. Well, I mean, as usual, it's just like, you know, Hillary giving land to China, selling what to doodle to Russia, you know, how do you... How do you get the limelight off you? Accuse somebody else of doing what you did. <laughs> Same shit they always do. Well, I mean, in a lot of ways, I think that this is kind of a political setup. And I actually think that's a political setup to kind of help Trump out. Because, you know, the guy who testified, who's the um, ambassador of Ukraine, uh the public, like the press, got a release of his opening statement, and I think it was a leak. Um, but first off, nobody's gotten fired for that leak. And second off, it's like his opening statement is just kind of how he sees the facts. It's it's not his testimony when he's getting cross-examined. It's not his testimony when the court, in this case, which would be some type of congressional committee, is is asking him very specific things, which is why uh, when he came back, I think uh, he changed his testimony yesterday to something to the effect of what he was calling a quid pro quo, 
was just a presumption. You, you know, and if there is no quid pro quo, there's nothing illegal, there's nothing impeachable. And it, in my opinion, it's just a lot like the Russia gate thing. If, isn't that what they called it? Yeah, it's everything's gate since Watergate. I uh I mean you and I obviously believe that they're gonna get Trump back in there and I think we both agree why they're gonna get him back in there is for that nationalism issue. Um yeah, I mean I don't I mean circus and beers. Circus and beers, although the thing that pisses me off is in the ancient times the politicians would supply the beer. <laughs> I'm only getting my I mean, circus it, for free. <laughs> I, I, I do want to add a, an addendum here. Um, what what pisses me off about all of this stuff is, in general, how retarded the American people are as they keep going to the circus. I, honestly, I'm so sick of it. It, it just I can't. Even, I don't look, dude. I don't even watch regular TV. I got, I got like Netflix. That's all I watch now. I can't even stand news threads anymore because it's so stupid. It's just, it's just like, I mean, I'm not trying to be rude, but it, it's ignorant. I mean, it just shows how, how far removed everybody is from intellect and reason. They keep falling for the same freaking game over and over and over again. They don't even change the game, dude. Yeah, well, I'll tell you one thing that I'm kind of really excited about is uh, shortly before this show, and I'm actually going to post a link to it, I saw Tulsi Gabbard, and I think she put this up on YouTube maybe four or five days ago. But she's actually calling for uh, people to petition Trump to release all of the information about 9-11. And to have a senator, isn't she a senator? Is she a senator or congresswoman? Who? Tulsi Gabbard. She, she's a candidate <clears throat> running for president um, you know, on the Democratic side. And I actually like a lot of what she has to say. She's from Hawaii. She's probably 37. I so, but, yeah, but to have to have a congresswoman or a senator, you know, pushing for a petition to release all of the classified documents on 9-11, I got to respect that. <laughs> I think that's awesome. And she's even in this video calling Saudi Arabia out, you know, and calling the U.S. government out for covering Saudi Arabia up. Um. That brings up another, I, I know it seems off topic, but have you watched any of that new Jack Ryan series on Netflix? Uh, no. You'd, you'd no. like it. It's pretty good. But the second season, they're dealing with Venezuela, and they're, they're obviously changing names, but, man, are they giving some information. It's pretty interesting. It, it's a good series, too. I think you guys would like it. It's got the guy from 13 Hours. You remember the bearded, the main character of that movie, 13 Hours? That movie about Benghazi? Oh, no. Actually, I've been meaning to watch that because <clears throat> I was never really that's good. interested that's in good. it. Yeah, well, I've been looking into Benghazi lately, and I've kind of wanted to watch that. 
that movie, but I yeah, that was a, that was a deep trough there, man. They killed that ambassador. <laughs> they just I'm talking about Hillary and them. They killed that dude. They sent him there to die anyway. They were trading weapons out of there. <clears throat> that place was nuts. Anyway, that Tom Clancy thing, and you know who co-wrote all that Tom Clancy stuff, who gave him all that info, right? I have no clue. Is he the one who no wrote the series for uh, Netflix? Um, yeah. He well, you know, Tom Clancy died, but he was getting all of his information. Steve Pachenik, have you guys heard of him? Not he started. Well. Yeah, he was instrumental in starting the psychological warfare division of the military and my understanding was the special ops teams like seals and all that he was instrumental in it he was real big big back in the 60s and 70s he uh he i mean he's i mean i don't know if you could trust him or not because he's obviously a brilliant man who messes with people's heads but he had done he's got videos on youtube and he talks about how they were instrumental in shutting Hillary's campaign down. And he came out and said that they were the reason that her uh, fireworks were canceled before it even hit the news was because they found all this child. That what it was is the uh, NYPD had investigated. They were doing a child rape and murder investigations and stuff and the sex rings, and they found out the possessed brothers were involved through the computer that they got from that. Wiener, Weiner, what was his name? Is that his name? Wiener, like uh, what's it? Timothy Wiener? Yeah, they got his uh, <laughs> they got his uh, computer hard drive, and it just had all kinds of crazy shit on it. And then they tied the Podesta brothers to that murder down in Panama, um, and they even got sketches of them down there. So they tied. That was where um, Epstein. The plan, all that shit kind of came out around the same time, and it sparked this worldwide. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been following. There's been over a hundred thousand arrests worldwide of child pedophilia rings and stuff. That's when the PizzaGate thing came out. All that stuff, and uh, that's when they told her she wasn't going to get the presidency. But because <clears throat> the NYPD told the FBI, "Look, if you don't break this, we will." You know, you guys. I mean, this is just. Like, we understand the politics and the power players, but this is disgusting. I mean, it was talking about, I mean, stuff I don't even want to say. It was bad, what they were doing to kids, well, which reminds me. Heard, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I heard that Prince okay. Andrew's back in the spotlight on the whole p- child pornography, the child huh. uh, pedophilia rings. Well, that's what brings this next thing up. I watched the video tonight. This guy was out videotaping like a little parade of the palace guards at Buckingham Palace doing something, and uh, he, he as he's filming them, you see in the top right-hand corner of his camera, this sheet comes flying out of this window, right? And he he starts panning, and he looks, and he, so he zooms in, and this little kid, naked kid, comes out of like the four-story window. And he's climbing down this sheet and gets about to the bottom of the third-story window and then falls. <laughs> Trying to escape Buckingham Palace. 
And I, I mean, I, I tried to verify it just in case it was like some kind of video editing thing or something. And dude, like, here's why I think it's true is because I did a web search of it, and you literally can't find a single like naked kid escapes from Buckingham Palace. Like all those words together don't bring up anything about Buckingham Palace in England, and that tells you right there. Like it brings up Buckingham the the drummer for uh, Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> it brings up everything to do with Buckingham except Buckingham Palace, which means they've done a complete media blackout of it. So that tells me it's probably a valid video. And how it got on YouTube, I don't know. And how it didn't get caught, I don't know. But it's 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 nuts. But they find dead bodies of kids around the palaces all the time up there. Yeah, we definitely live in a crazy world. <laughs> so uh, we got a lot of callers on. If anybody wishes to raise their hand and if anybody has a question in law, that's one of the reasons why we're out here. So if you wish to join the conversation, I believe it's Star 2. Is it Star 2? Sure. It is. <laughs> it is. What's going on, Stan? You've been awfully quiet. Uh, nothing much, man. Well, that's not <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's an imposter. <laughs> that's an imposter. <laughs> yeah, just having a chill night, man. Made it home today, so all is good. And you must have had a hell of a day. You know you've had a hell of a day when you go, man, I made it home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they uh, send him out to work someplace else for like a week or sometimes two weeks or. Or longer. Or longer. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but that's just kind of the impression I get. Yeah, there's a lot of travel involved. So it's good to be home. Yeah, I like being home. I uh, went on a little vacation, and it was nice to sleep in my own bed. I got a really comfortable bed. Hey, uh, JC. Yes, sir. Somebody wrote something on the chat there if you want to address that. Let me see here. The CO. I still don't understand the mandate in New York with where they took away the religious and medical exemptions. So you vaccinate, uh, comply, or not allowed in school, question mark. It's public, and we pay all the school taxes, whether our kids are in school or not. I understand some of the, hold on a second, I've got to scroll down. Some of your explanation about it, but can you help me understand better? You said it's like knocking on someone's door, and in order for you to come in, you must comply with the rules or go back home. No, maybe I don't understand what public means. Uh, to fully understand. I guess he wants to understand the difference between public and private and why, if they're paying taxes, he's talking about how he loses rights. Yeah, and he's talking about how you're always saying the difference between venue and jurisdiction. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And here's the thing, is that when you're going into their schools, like, yes, it is public schools, 
and property taxes go to pay for public schools. Property owners have always paid for things like public schools, public libraries, public services, uh, you know, ever since America's conception. But I'm, I'm really glad that you brought up um, venue and jurisdiction because uh, when you go to a public school, you're stepping into their venue, but you're also stepping into their jurisdiction. It's, it's their house. The Supreme Court has ruled numerous times, especially within the past uh, 10 to 20 years, that when you drop off your children at school, they are no longer your children. They are no longer in your custody, care, and control, and you don't have any say over what that school feeds them, teaches them, uh, administrates them. It, it, basically, when you drop off your kids, you're surrendering your property to the state. Um, and the state finds itself having vested interest in that property because they produced it a birth certificate, a social security card. In a lot of cases, states will <laughs> pay for the first five years of children's medical expenses through Medicaid or Medicare, I think. Um, so, uh yeah they have the right and it's a public health issue um and they've done it in the past where they have the right to actually say you can't come to school because you might be sick and you could get others sick unless you're vaccinated and one of the things that i ended that kind of series with was a very good strategy if you're actually going to go and get an attorney and fight this in the courts would be to take your children out of school for a year, teach them on your own. Because I believe the woman who called in and was talking about that was joined with seven or eight other families um, and multiple children uh, fighting and she was suing or they were suing the attorney general of New York and the governor of New York. And instead of doing that, if they, took that money that they probably paid the attorney and gave it to one of the parents to teach all of those children for one year. And then the next year, we're still having problems take, getting the kids back into school. They would have a really, really good leg to stand on in law saying, you know, now there's not an outbreak. Now there's not an outbreak of, I think that was measles. So there's no public health at risk. You can't use the public health argument when there's not an outbreak. And I think that they would have a very, a much better opportunity going back and, and doing it that way. And again, I think in a lot of ways, um, people should, if they have the ability and the structure and the community, if they can, I believe that people should take their children out of school and hire somebody or donate to somebody locally who can take care of the children and still teach them to where they meet re certain requirements of education. All children should have some type of social structure, you know, a place where they can go and interact with other children, their age, older, younger, whatever. And then they should have you know, they should learn reading, writing, mathematics, music, arithmetic, you know, the basic skills that people use in life. And, and that's just my opinion. And I know that it's difficult to do and that we're not all there yet, 
but the more people who think like this, the more people, I mean, if you think about it, why are you sending your kid to school anyways? Most parents, most people are sending their children to school as more of a daycare option because they don't have another way of taking care of them and they got to go to work. They have to do this. They have to do that. And, uh, you know, if people kind of band together and came together in communities, I think it would be a lot better for the children in the long run because schools are a place of indoctrination. And the case law that they were relying on to keep the children out of school actually very clearly stated um, that children are indoctrinated by uh, you know, religious organizations, by their parents, by schools, by all of these different things that they interact with in society. And the more you can take your child away from that indoctrination, such as school, I believe the better and healthier it will be for their mental health later on in life. Shaman, Stan, anybody else wish to join in? Yeah, I'd like to actually say something about that if you don't mind. Unless, um, the, uh, just a couple things I'd like to touch base with. A really good example of venue and jurisdiction is just think of your local town. So, like, let's say you live, let's say under your understanding you live in the city limits, okay? But when they pave the road in front of your driveway, in front of your house, they don't pave your driveway because that's not their jurisdiction. Um, that's their venue, but they only gain jurisdiction whether, if you give them consent to come on your land or if you uh, do something wrong and they can get a warrant and come and get you. Um, but it's not their jurisdiction until that time. So like the actual town of, let's just say, town X would be the town hall, town parks, things of that nature. That's their literal jurisdiction. Then they have venue everywhere in the city, corporate limits, but they only gain jurisdiction when somebody acts outside of uh, what they believe to be their law. So that's how you can gain, like venues like, uh, hey, we're going to play at this high school. Oh, well, they had a flood in there and it destroyed the gymnasium, so we're going to have to change the venue to another high school. So that's, that's you know, those are a couple ways to to try to remember what venue and jurisdiction is. And... Um, you know, it's kind of funny that you were bringing, bringing that up about the family. Think about this. You know, you go back to the suffrage, right? The right of suffrage. They gave women the right to vote. Women come out. Then they go into the workplace. Then the kids enter the schools even sooner. And then the families broke up because the mother and the father are out. Now they have double taxation. And then they lower the standard of living. And they get the wage earnings down. And the inflation goes up. And it makes them work harder and harder and harder and longer hours. And what are they starting to do now? Hey, let's get the kids even earlier. Let's start a pre-care thing. Now they got the cops in school. I mean, you can see them operating in 100-year intervals. You know, the best way, <clears throat> the reason that you don't want them in the public school, is, yeah, it's indoctrination. So the more you can teach the kid at home and figure out a way to do that, and that, that's where coming together as communities, and I don't mean in the way the society is structured now, I'm talking about in your own belief with people who are like-minded. You come together and create your own little community and then help one another 
and then you can join together and help teach each other's kids because you've got more resources, you know, like somebody's wife or a couple of the mothers can teach the kids because the dads are kind of joining together and you have gardening and religion and whatever else you want to throw in there that makes you happy along with those other people and you're just literally choking off the power that's trying to get to you but you have to turn away from it you have to do something and that means removing the jurisdiction and going into your own venue so that's kind of a good example i just had a thought it'd be great Uh-oh. to do that you know take them out for a year and uh that there maybe if there was an outbreak, it would be actually be in the schools, not the people that took their kids out of the schools and didn't vaccinate them. <laughs> a lot of the kids that actually had the measles were vaccinated. How, how how do you how do you gain jurisdiction over another man when he does you wrong? Uh, like no, he steals you from that. you. Uh, yeah, I understand that. I understand that. But but that's not how this works. You, know, you, you like, also gain like... juris. Hey, you also gain oh, jurisdiction over. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How do you gain jurisdiction over another man? Okay, you can be like, oh, well, we're talking common law here now. Um, as soon as he does you wrong, or as soon as he harms you. No, I'm talking about people who don't know what we're talking about. How do you gain jurisdiction over another man? You let him. You let him gain jurisdiction over you. Right, that's the same There's as no, doing somebody wrong. Yeah, <laughs> if you do doing them wrong or trespass on their property, you gain jurisdiction because they let you. Exactly, because yeah, they but because they let you not not off the fact that they know like oh well there isn't a statue of a million thousand codes to let you make this happen to me no. Like, we're not talking about, like, when another man does another man wrong and another man knows, like, you've done me wrong and I'm not letting you take jurisdiction. It's it's a simple thought of this. Okay, well, I thought this law was in place, so I'm going to let you go ahead and take over whatever it is you think is going on right now. How do you let another man take jurisdiction over you? It's as simple as just giving it to them. Yeah, it's consent. Consent. It's consent. And, and people give everyone's other people jurisdiction all up. the time. Yeah, everyone's willing to give it up. I give up. Yeah, yeah, most do. I'm trying to figure out <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how you let another man know. Listen, this is what you are entitled to. This is what you are worth. If it doesn't fall into this category, you never agree. Don't agree. Don't let it happen. Make everything happen for you. That's why I'm on these calls. That's why I'm trying to. That's why I'm trying to what are we? What are we trying to teach these boys? Well, I mean, you know, when you're talking about self-worth, I think self-worth is something that everybody has to figure out as an individual. I don't know if you can exactly teach self-worth. You can tell people, here are your rights. You know, like, these are the rights that you have. You have the right to be let alone. Now, whether people actually pick up that right and exercise it is 
a freedom of choice and they have that right okay. too right like we all have the and, right to choose what we wish to do and you're absolutely right so what i'm saying is you're right how do you teach self-worth well you can't teach self-worth if you can't teach what we're trying to teach right now like what we're trying to help people out with right now so that's what i'm saying like how do we teach people what they are actually worth as a man if you if we can't figure that out we're talking about absolutely nothing I'm well, the first thing you got to do is I, teach them what a man is as opposed to a person. And then once they understand what a man is and what their rights are, then that usually lends to them figuring out what other people's value is worth. And it usually brings oh, a lot it, of them, it, a it, lot more harmonious thinking. It usually, you want money? You're right. You're right, Sean. And, and, and what that teaches another man is, is this. Your balls just drop. Like, you, your balls just drop. Now, now, now! All of a sudden, you understand you're a man. That's the only way you could teach another man that they are a man. You, you gotta question them hard. What do you do? You know, what is your worth? You know, like what makes you a man? You know, these are the questions you need to ask a boy to make him understand they're a man. So I'm just trying to figure out how it, how we can make this a little bit easier for everyone. Like we can't teach anybody anything until we ask those questions. Yeah, people people almost died for this shit. <laughs> yeah. What were you saying, Stan? I was just saying I agree. I agree with Sean. Like, um, just gonna take time and uh, being able to either be a man or a person, you know, either all the time or here and there as you choose to be. <clears throat> and it's getting the, you know, the people to recognize it more to where it can't be taken away. I'll be honest with you. I've been thinking a lot about this lately. And I honestly, I just think it's going to, until it gets really, really bad and it pisses people off enough to where they realize, hold on a second, I'm tired of you stepping on my toe. I mean, I think it's going to take something like that because, I, I mean, I watch people get pushed around and pushed around and pushed around and pushed around, and instead of dealing with it, they'll go complain to somebody or they'll go post something on Facebook. I mean, and I get all that. I mean, I think that's wonderful, but at the same time, you know what I've, just, you know what I've learned? You have, gener you have generations of people now who just don't stand up for themselves. They're just, and I think it's because they've got so much shit they're afraid to lose that they're afraid that they're going to upset the balance of stuff and that they're going to lose their PlayStations and all that, you know? So when you take a man down to his bare bones and he's got nothing left, that's when he finds out what he really is, you know, when he's naked. Yeah, just look at Venezuela. Just yeah. look at any number of Latin revolutions that are occurring right now because the people have nothing. And, uh, and um, just to let y'all know, Gus 3 is asking... And what is the difference between man and person? Oh, God. That's a good question. Yeah, that is a good question. So, yeah. I mean, Go ahead, Sam. Okay, how do you explain? This is the point. Ahead, I'll, I'll explain Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is how we explain what I was just trying to talk about. Like, how, how, how do you... Uh, explain basically the difference between man 
in person, right? So, like, until we can figure out how to explain it to another person. Like, Do you, you know how to explain teach, it? You can't. Hold on. What I'm saying is you can't teach a man. Right? No. How I could explain it is this. I wasn't taught how to be a man. I was asked if I was a man, and then I was tested from that point on. Right, like yeah. I thought I was a man. I could, I could, the way I, I could, say, I could, I could answer the thousand questions. I could answer the thousand questions. Said I'm a man because I'm paying my bar tab tonight. I'm a man because I'm paying my bills tonight. I'm a man because a million other reasons. But until you come to that point, like, like not everyone's going to get it in a certain uh, amount of time. Well, like, okay, well, you know, wrong. this is what it takes. Hold yeah. on. Hold on a minute. Let me let me give it a crack. Um, a man is what you are. It's the, um, the government didn't create you. A king didn't create you. The pope didn't create you. Whatever you create, you create. So you are sovereign on, under all things except for, you know, immutable laws. On uh, encountering another man, you're equals. Um, then you take on different hats, I guess, or masks. I guess I'd be masks, which is your persons. Your persona comes from Greek, uh, per, a medium, something, that something a medium, something comes through, and then sona, sound. So as you put on this mask, now you become like officer and citizen or president or pope. Whatever mask you put on is the person that you are, but under that mask, under that robe, under you know that uniform it's still a man so the difference between a person and a man to me is one is equal to all others and is the highest level and then any persona that you put on any uh way you want to act any character you want to act lessens your capacity and is used inside a certain society for certain things Anybody want to add to that? Ross, you want to say something about that? And then I'll add to it. You know what, guys? I'm not even going to lie. I was just over here. I had it on mute. I, I didn't mute you guys, but my, my goddamn roommate's over here choking like a fiend. And I didn't hear anything that just happened, so I am so sorry. Uh, that's all good. Um, <laughs> so basically, I would say that. <laughs> so basically, I would agree with Stan. Um, you know, a man is mind, body, and soul. It's the it's the Trinity. It's it's who you are. Um, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and a person is just a persona that you put on for the rest of society. Um, and you can, there are numerous persons. Uh, there's a driving person. Everybody knows that one. If you got a credit card, there's a Visa person. There's a American Express person. There's a Bank of America person. There's a Costco person. Um, there's a lot of different persons and a man is the mind the body and the soul or if that mind body or if that body has a womb then it would be a 
womb man or woman. And um, as guest 16 actually wrote up on here, how do you deal with having those benefits of a citizen and in parentheses driver's license, then holding to the opposite side of man when you go to court? Does anybody want to take a shot at that? What was the last thing you said there, JC? Um, you know, how do you have the benefits of a citizen like a driver's license and then try and hold the opposite side of being a man when you're going into court? <laughs> that's, like a, that's like a supernova, man. Now that's, I mean, in my opinion, that's where you're, that's where you're mixing the, the two and it's just going to end up like you're trying to, uh, you're trying to exercise some kind of benefit from them, but then when the liability comes, you're trying to say, no, 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 no. And it's, I'm telling you, it's it's not working. That's why they're cracking down so much. You know, you're, right, here you go. I mean, you can, it can be done. You can go in there and flip the court, but they're just starting to run over everybody now. Ah. How do you separate? How do you separate yourself between a man and a woman? Because I don't have boobies. Uh, is it that easy? <laughs> yeah. Well, a woman is literally well, then, then, a man with on, a womb. If it's it, well, a man yeah, with a womb have... doesn't. A man with a womb doesn't exist. No, that's what a woman is. A woman is a man with a womb, and in fact, all man had a womb in the development of the embryo before that womb uh, grew a penis and balls. And, uh, and that's literally how biology... Boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. I believe it's like the yeah. 49th day, a chemical called androgen washes over the brain, and that's actually um, a, a protein, I think, that um, is created by the Y chromosome, and that change, that wash over the brain starts growing... To what a man is, but yeah, we all started. Yeah, you're talking about when you get baptized <laughs> in the womb. <laughs> when you let the water wash over your brain. Um, no, I don't think they were talking about that. I think they were just talking about the fact that it's a scientific issue. Yeah, and and the original thing was talking about how do you use the benefits of, say, a driver's license and then go into court and, uh, you know, be a man when you're going into court. Well, I think I would have to say the benefits, the benefits are on the side of the road, you don't get smashed in the face because you have a driver's license and the cop doesn't freak out want to shoot you in the head. And then when you go to court, you go, uh, no, man, I just didn't want to get shot in the face, so I'm, I'm man. But you, I mean, yeah, that I sounds think... like a, a little bit jokingly, but I mean, in, in essence, that's about the best way to sum it up for me, anyway. I, I, I think, uh, I think you don't ever let uh, the driver's license benefit you. Like there is no beneficial part of a driver's license. You, you can claim, oh, well, I want, I want to use it when I'm doing this, and I, but I don't want to use it when I'm doing that. How about you just don't use it, and, and, and there is no beneficial part to a driver's license. You're well, creating the point. I use you, it as like a third party into like a third party in my contract with my company. 
So I need my driver's license to be employed where I'm employed. So it's a benefit as I want to act as a, a person, as an employee within that society. I need that to be hired. So it's a benefit for me there. But it's not a benefit for me like when I'm just going home from work or whatever. Like I really, I'm not employed by yeah. anybody. I don't need them in that yeah. area. So for me, it would be very um, helpful and, to be able to. And, and I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. So like it's the third party and you only want to use the third party when someone's handing over some dollars to where it's beneficial to you. When you get right. pulled over, when you get pulled over, there's nothing beneficial to that, right? So, like, how do you, how do you, you know, discard yourself from that point from from there on? Like, okay, the if problem you want to is sit down you're not going to. Well, that's what I mean. So, what I'm saying is, like, you can use it as a third party. Like, you want to get hired, you want to get paid. Okay, like, I'll make a transaction with you on that deal. But, okay, but when I'm doing, like when I'm going when I'm to the going, grocery store and I get pull, pulled over, it's not really a benefit to me, and it's actually like well, an unwanted, I unneeded tax. I'd like to ask a question of that gentleman there. You just said that never use it; it's never a benefit. But then you turned around and said that it was a benefit to get paid. Am yeah, I missing something? No, 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 hold on. You're right. I'll retract from that. You got to know when it's beneficial. Right, so if somebody's offering you something, then you take it. But if somebody's I knew trying to tell you, hold on, hold on, If somebody's okay, offering something to you, it's beneficial, <laughs> so take it. If somebody's not offering something to you and they're trying to take from you, oh no, there's no deal on the table. And I'd never even recognize the need to uh, be able to separate well, yourself. Well, let me ask you a question then. Dan, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just want to keep no, yeah, on the train of thought here. What about when the benefit is asking something from you? What about when that uh, benefit, there is no benefit that you're talking Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like you say, come on, man, give me a second here. When you're getting a benefit, right, so you're, yeah. you're going to use that license as a benefit. I mean, this is important. Yeah. This is a good train of thought, man. I'm not trying to bust your balls. I'm just trying no, to talk no, no, to you I'm here. Listening. So I, you're going to use that license as a benefit. You're going to use that license as a benefit to get paid. You're going to pull out of the parking lot, get pulled over, and then you're going to say it's a liability. I'm just trying yeah, to understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, okay. But you, so you do think that you should both use it and not use it? Depending on who you're dealing with. If a guy's telling you, I'll give yes. you something, I'll give you something if you are using this. So the answer is yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's what I was trying. That's what I was trying to get to because you're changing your you're you're contradicting yourself. I just wanted to make sure. No, 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 no. Don't tell me I'm contradicting myself because this has gone on long enough. No, no, no. Hold on. No, no. I'll answer. Calm down, Rob. I'm the man talking. I'm the man talking. Yeah. So am I. I'm the man. What he was talking about in the beginning was being able to, you know, go get a pack of cigarettes or go to the store or go to whatever. And he said, at no time would it be a benefit. And then, you know, he said you should just never use it. And, like, I understand, and, like, I think something got caught in the clarity there. But, like, he does understand there's a benefit if you're getting cash for it. I think that's what you were asking, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I just, so the I mean, the most me, important thing with like, me is, like, how do we move forward in, like, creating a way to be able to distinguish ourselves between 
Listen, you guys are talking to each other off of of something based off of a question that I answered. Let me tell you something else. Okay, so we all came to agreement here, right? Like there's a benefit and then there's a non-benefit, right? And then Stan just goes, well, well, hold on. Stan goes, there's a clarity to this shit. Like I understand understand what we're all talking about right here. Okay, so at the end of the day, it's like, well, then – well then, when do we agree upon using it and not using it? It's 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 clearly when you are asking something from me and I have nothing to give to you, and we're just like not on. We, we're not going to agree upon anything. So like, what are we even talking about anymore? Why are you even asking me a question? Like, are you trying to take from me? Am I trying to give to you? Are you trying to give to me? Are you trying to take from me? Right. Like, we shouldn't even be talking to each other. But, like, if there's something I could do for you that's going to carry you on with your day and you're trying to do something <laughs> for me that's going to carry on, uh, make me carry on with my day, like, and we're just in the agreement of, like, whatever is supposed to be going on is supposed to be happening, you know, like, listen, <laughs> there's no reason another man should even stop another man and ask him what he's doing unless he needs help. So don't pull me over. Don't ask me anything unless you're asking me how to get to the next step. If you're not asking yeah, how to get to the next happen. step, <laughs> it's going to happen, right? It's so how happen. do you do? There's um, nothing you can do out there. So how do you deal with it? How do you deal with people hey, who hey. pull you over? Hold on, man. Um, well, see, okay, let's go with the purest form, okay? We're just talking about the kids. Get your kids out of school. Okay, you're talking about them, them not seeing you as this. You get them out of the boating thing. All right, here's the way you do it. You create a separate system in your venue, and you quit participating in that, and that's how you starve it. You will never defeat their system in combat, never. It's no, too powerful, it's not. too big, there's too many people. So the way you do it is change the hearts of men, and you tell them, hey, you don't need that benefit to go to Ingalls or to go to Food City. You don't need that benefit or that person to teach your child how to read or mathematics. You don't need a college education to go make $85 an hour because you can just be a plumber. <clears throat> so all right, until all right. people, until, hold on, hold on, hold on a second there. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to be is, You're talking about the pure, the pure form would be quit participating and show the world you don't have to be under the authority of another man. And that's how you figure out you have balls because you just do shit and you quit having other people do shit for you through representation. That's right, how you show right, your name. Right. Okay. Okay. But how do you show that? I'll tell you right you now. You do it. You, you just do it. Yeah. You do. No, no, you're right. You're right. You do it. You don't, but you don't explain none of that. You shut the fuck up. Shut well, you're never going to get anybody else to learn it if you no, shut no, the fuck no, up. No, 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 no. Here's what I mean by that. As soon as you start explaining to another man, as soon as you feel like you have to tell another man what the fuck is going on, you already lost. So you just shut up, and then you go into a court, and then you, you, you prove it in a court of whatever you want to call it, right? You don't ever Anything explain to another man. can and will be used against you. <laughs> yeah, you never explain to another man. That's what I'm talking about. So, so at the end Never? of the day, like, it's, yeah, it's, I'm, no. I'll, I'll, hey, I, I'm gonna cut in here because 
Uh, that's starting to get silly. You you have to communicate with your fellow man and, and people around you. You have to communicate all the time. You don't necessarily have to explain yourself. I don't have I'm going to get back. Hey, my turn to speak. It's my show. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get back to the original uh, thing, and that is how do you take the benefits of, let's just say, the driver's license and then turn around and walk into court as a man and I thought it was absolutely hilarious because I was watching this uh, YouTube show the other day, and it's uh, Steve Lato of Lato's Law, and he was talking about he gets all these comments where the these people are saying, and he's calling them sovereign citizens, and they're saying that um, you know a driver's license is only commercial, and he 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 spends about 15 to 20 minutes talking about how provable it is that it's not commercial that everybody has to have it and he goes through and he says there's three types of driver's license you know there's the one that's, that everybody has in their wallet and then there's a chauffeur's license and then there's a commercial driver's license and a chauffeur's license you have to get if you're driving around 20 or more people or the vehicle is over uh 10,000 pounds and for a commercial CDL it, the vehicle has to be over um I think it was 26,000 pounds uh, or you yeah. have to have a bus that carries so many people and what I thought was really really interesting is that he thought that that was an argument that proved because he even said at the beginning of the video you know how people who comment say, say that you have to have a driver's license to uh, deliver pizzas, to you know be a taxi driver. I'm sure you have to have a driver's license to be an Uber driver. And he didn't get that there were three levels of a commercial driver's license. Like obviously, if you have a Uber and you don't have to go and get a chauffeur's license for an Uber even though you're chauffeuring people around all the time, that's your job, you're an Uber. Uh, you don't have to go and get a chauffeur's license. You don't have to go and get a special driver's license to deliver pizzas because you already have that commercial identity in your possession. And the company that you agree to work for has already you know, accepted that form of evidence or proof from the state. And so the real easy way to do this is to start from the beginning as soon as you get pulled over if you go and look up like what identity means it's and this is from black's law sameness the fact that a subject person or thing before a court is the same as it is represented represented okay or charged to be when you go into court they ask you are you representing yourself they're really asking you if you're representing the driver's license are you willing to claim that identity are you the same as that piece of plastic in your pocket right there and that's really what they're asking you okay it's just like i've talked about on this show numerous times whenever a lawsuit's filed the first things on that lawsuit is I'm a citizen and I'm a resident of this county and this state and I've been a citizen and a resident for 90 days or six months, whatever the statute is in that state. And then they're going to say, upon information okay. and belief, I believe Bob is a resident and a citizen and has been a resident and a citizen for 90 days or six months. But it's up to the other party to actually claim that status, to actually claim that person. Because you can't tell another man or another woman who or what they are. 
Okay, so if you can stop the cop merging you through joinder of identity right there at the traffic stop, that's your best bet. If you can't stop the cop, if you can't stop the cop from uh, creating joinder between the man and the identity right there at the traffic stop, I actually like what Money Mike kept posting up in um, in the comments, and he's saying, "Where's the claimant?" Okay, because in most states, I think it's only three states where a traffic ticket is actually a civil infraction and not quasi-criminal. But if it's quasi-criminal, and even if it's a civil infraction, there has to be a verified complaint. Somebody has to verify before the court, this, I was harmed, injured, wronged, whatever. This is the one who did it. And this is the financial liability that they have to pay back. And there's and no that's where they try to use the cop to trick people. Right? That's yeah, that's where they try and get the cop to trick people. You know, and I, I even heard a, a court probably not too long ago, it was probably like a month ago, where the individual walked into court and he was like, I require the verified complaint. And the judge looked at him and said, Ah, this is just traffic court. We don't need that. Look, you gotta stand on what you're saying. If a judge said that to me, I'd be like, I'm I'm really glad that you don't need that. I'm sure that you don't need that. I'm sure that you would wish for that not to be brought up, but I'm going to require it. I'm the one getting dragged into court. And for you to have jurisdiction over me, you have to have some type of third party verified complaint. That that's that's law. You know, it, it really is just that simple. Because the court is there to settle controversy. And if there's no complaint before the court, if there's no verified complaint before the court, what's the controversy? Why am I here? What am I doing? I wish to leave. Am I free to go? I'll let you go, John. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to unmute Ross now. It got a little bit loud in the background, so... And it's kind of silent. <laughs> What's up, Stan? What did you think? <laughs> I think Ross just left. Is he not there anymore? Yeah, it looks I, like I he hung up. He told me he had a lot of background noise, so he probably mute himself out. Uh, nah, it's actually hung up. Like, I can see oh, that the okay. number's gone. He got mad at you, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> uh. So what did you th what did you think, Stan? <laughs> About what John said. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, I don't know. I think you're right. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't. Uh, sorry, I was being talked to at the time. No. I know. <laughs> he was like, I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. I don't know. What did he say? I feel like I can't piece it together. Just check this out. If you go to Webster's 1828 and you look up the word complaint and it's a noun and you go to the 
fourth definition, it says accusation, semicolon, a charge against an offender made by a private person or informer to a justice of the peace or other proper officer. Right there, it's telling you that a private person has to inform a justice of the peace or a proper officer. Like a justice of the peace or a proper officer cannot just bring you in for a charge without an accuser, without an accusation, without somebody, a private person, making a complaint. And it's really hey, just uh, that simple. Do you care if I backtrack on something for one of the chat? things no go ahead um in webster's i'd like to read what public is because a lot of people i think have a hard time with public and private it's an adjective from publicus in latin root of populace right people that is people like so the number one definition is pertaining to a nation state or community extending to a whole people as a public law which binds the people of a nation or state as opposed to a private statute or resolve which uh, respects an individual or corporation only. Thus, we say public welfare, public good, public calamity, public service, public property, uh, common to many current circulated people um, of all classes, general public report, public scandal, open, notorious, exposed to all persons without restriction. So. It's just like a conglomerate or a congress or, a con you know, to basically a bunch of people coming together in a nation or state. Um, the noun, a general body of mankind or a nation, state, community of people indefinitely. That's pretty... straightforward yeah and i mean i think and i spend a lot of time reading uh you know reading webster's 1828 and if people know what they're looking for and how to read it and what the words mean it really gives you a whole lot of insight into what law was back in 1828 when Daniel Webster actually wrote this book. But just to go over a couple real quick, it's like uh, if you look up the word civil and you go down to the eighth def definition of civil law, in a general sense, the law of a state, city, or county, but in an appropriate sense, the Roman Empire comprised in the Institutes, Codes, and Digest of Justinian and the novel constitutions. So constitutions are civil law. And that's one thing to kind of grab from that. Now, if you go to the actual word law and you look under the second definition, it says municipal law. Municipal law is a rule of civil conduct prescribed by the supreme power of a state, commanding what its subjects are to do and prohibiting what they are to forbear, a statute, okay? So municipal law is a statute. And then it goes on and says municipal or civil laws are established by decrees, edicts, or ordinance of absolute princes as emperors and kings, or by the acts or by the formal acts of the legislatures of a free state. So all statutes are civil law. 
that they're not common law in the way that we discuss common natural law here on the show. And in, in common law countries, like in civil law countries, they can absolutely enact those statutes and give them the force of law because a statute is not a law itself. It's just given the force of law. But in civil law countries, they can enact civil law, but common law or natural law actually trumps civil law in uh, common law countries. So in common law countries, because there has to be an accuser for a crime, there has to be a complaint, a verified complaint. If you're being charged with something, you can go in and basically say, you know, one of the fundamental elements of jurisdiction is that you have to have a verified complaint. And so where is that? And you're never going to find a statute that defines the common law principles of rules and procedures that have gone on since time immemorial. Even if you go back and look at the Bible and you go to uh, the woman in the well and the people bring her before Jesus and tell her, tell him that he, she's an adulterer and she got caught in the act and that he should apply the laws of Moses, meaning that she should be stoned to death. And Jesus says, well, he among you who's without first sin let them cast the first stone. And what Jesus was really asking is, who is her accuser? Because only the accuser, only the man or the woman who had been done wrong by the wrongdoer can cast the first stone. Because if they don't feel that they've been done so wrong that they're not ready to cast the first stone, then nobody else has the right to cast the first stone. And after everybody else leaves, he goes up to her and he says, where's thy accuser? I have none. I absolve you of your sins. Go forward and don't sin anymore. And that is a fundamental element of common law that has been around since the time of Christ, time immemorial. Hey, you know what? I mean, another thing to say is, in a in a court like that, and it's the complaint issue, right? Is the plaintiff must always appear. A defendant doesn't even he can be represented, but a plaintiff must always appear. Somebody yeah. has to come put it on the record. I mean, so if there's no plaintiff there, and that's from everything a driver's license to a credit card to anything, where's the man or woman? Who says who? But yeah, not that you needed me to agree with you, but I agree with you. <laughs> but I mean, these are just some of the fundamental basics. And again, like this isn't going to fly over in a civil law country. You know, civil law countries don't work off of common law principles. In a civil law country, just what Shaman was saying with like a credit card debt, you know, who's the complainant for a credit card debt? Who's going to come in and verify it upon the record? And in a civil law country, and I think I talked about this just a couple of weeks ago, nobody has to go into court and verify anything upon the record. That is completely a common law uh, procedure. In a civil law country, somebody can just uh, write down uh, on a piece of paper, anything that they wish to have it certified and send it into court and it's acceptable. A little insane, but that's how it works. And who the hell would want to live there? But this, I mean, <clears throat> I was talking to our, my former, well, the former cop who's my buddy. I almost said that wrong, but 
until people, I mean, this is where I'm just coming to the conclusion it's just going to have to get bad because, man, people aren't, I don't know. They just, I don't know if they're not getting it. They don't want to get it. But, I mean, I will say this. I do think, you know, we've talked about this in the past. People are more politically awake and awake to religious and political and philosophical ideals now than they have been in a long time. So, I mean, I think there's some hope. But I also think that uh, people are kind of scared to jump. But at least in America, I think when it does happen, when people do decide to jump, I think it'll be horrible. <laughs> like, like, I think it'll be, nobody's doing anything, and then you'll wake up the next day, and the country will be on fire. Because <laughs> Americans, well, man, you, you cut I think off the that's going to happen card, whenever <laughs> the citizenship flips over, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I agree I with what you said earlier in the show, where it's like people aren't jumping on this because... They're afraid of losing their PlayStation 4s, their two-story home, their, you know, car, whatever it is. And it it doesn't even have to be that much. But right now, life is fairly comfortable for Americans, you know? And when it becomes uncomfortable, like down in Latin America, Venezuela, the places where they are having revolutions, they're not having revolutions because everybody wants to do that. They're having revolutions because people literally have nothing and they have to fight for everything they get. Hey, and in that Jack Ryan series, that's what they're dealing with, by the way. The second season, that's where it takes place is Venezuela. Yeah, is it already on season two? I ain't no Tom yeah, Clancy but... died, man. I'm actually uh, one of the games that I'm playing right now is Division Two, and you know it's a Tom Clancy game, and it's about you know America collapsed after the dollar flu that started on uh, Black Friday, and um, somebody released this virus out into the world to kind of cleanse it of all the you know bad people, whatever. It's it's a pretty decent game. Well, if you remember, and you remember the new Star Trek, the Kelvin line, the, the the newer Star Trek crew? Anyway, the guy who plays Captain Kirk, I forget his name, he played Jack Ryan in one of the movies, and Russia had set up a dollar collapse through uh, buying and selling. And in, in, in uh, the Jack Ryan's character, he's, his doctorate is in economics, so... It's kind of interesting because that's what he does for the CIA, and then here he is. He's always dealing with that kind of stuff, and this new new series is like that. But like I said, I mean, I, 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 I mean, anybody who's as smart as Steve Pachenik and that well-connected and can get away with saying the shit he can without getting shot in the face makes him suspect, but it's a very interesting man to uh, listen to. And uh, as a matter of fact, he wouldn't show his face for like 30 years. Nobody knew what he looked like. And I guess now he's just so old he doesn't care. So I don't know. You guys might listen to sites. I think it's called Pachinic, Pachinic Talks on YouTube. He's got his own channel. But he just basically, that storyline you were talking about is exactly what he writes about and talks about. That's why I brought it up. Sorry. Oh, no, it's all good. So, I mean, the video game is playing right along with his commentary. 
Yeah, well, they were both done by Tom Clancy, right? Or based well, off yeah. of characters, you know, from him or whatever. Well, my, so, my yeah, understanding I, is that the Tom Quinn or the uh, Jack Ryan character is based on Pachenik. That that was my understanding. Stan's still here? Yeah, yeah I don't know, man. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm starting I'm, to worry yeah. about you, man. I'm, I'm doing well. Wasn't the James Bond? I mean, I've, never, I just, I've never known you to be this quiet, dude. I'm starting to get scared. <laughs> I think I got a fever. I'm feeling low. I got a fever from old cowbell. <laughs> so wasn't the James Bond character after a British spy or something like that? Is like a real dude that actually parachuted in, scuba dived, and had a special suit made so he could drop his scuba gear and have, like, a dry tuxedo. Like, weren't all those, like, supposedly, like, real things, too? I mean, dude, they make ice bullets. I'm pretty sure that they can keep a tuxedo dry. So, yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> <Get this tool. laughs> no, I mean, I, I thought that James Bond was made by, what, Ian Fleming, and he it wanted was. to be a secret agent, and he just made up these stories waiting for the boss for his ride to a slave labor job. That's what I always I don't thought. know. I just I just know I love James Bond. That's all I can say. I'll tell you the best James Bond in my opinion is the uh the la- the latest guy. Or maybe it's just the way they wrote it, but I thought they did really well. It was a darker character. <clears throat> I think it was uh I know we're getting off topic here. Sorry guys. I shouldn't do that. I digress. I like Derek. But John, did you <laughs> did you understand what I was trying to say with the the purest idea? It wasn't that, you know. I agree with you that if you're going to use it, you go in as a defense measure, and you 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 know you obviously you keep Joinder away from the second it starts. But I was just saying, my understanding of what that dude asked was, how do you separate yourself from it? Like. How do you not, I mean, maybe I misunderstood him, but he literally asked, how do you not use that license at all? Like, how do you get away from it? And it's like, <clears throat> I was trying to take it from that point of view. <clears throat> so, no, I mean, I, I agree. Like, uh, if you just don't wish to participate, just don't participate they can't force you to participate um you know and most people who are participating are participating through ignorance or you know it benefits them A, a lot of people participate through fear but i think that ignorance is tied to fear in a lot of ways you know, because if they understood it, it's like things seem very fearful until you understand what it is. You know, once you I just understand my how wife something works. Yeah, once you understand how something works, it's like it's it's not as, ooh, I should be afraid of this anymore. Well, it's like after you go to court the first time and stand as man, you're like, oh, okay. Now you you get a better idea of what's going on in there, and you're not. Not that you're not still going to be nervous, but I think it's... Yeah, I was going to say, it's still scary, man. 
Yeah, but I mean, you, you at least you have a better footing. Like you're not slammed from the side, and you have no idea what the hell's going on. You don't just get taken by storm. But I mean, in my opinion, I see them, uh, especially after the election. I think they're going to start really, really tightening their grip um, as it moves closer to war. And I do think they're going to be leading us to war. I think that's the whole purpose of the nationalism. And that means the possibility exists that they'll try to run over everybody. And I think that safety in numbers comes from people being educated. And we've talked about this in the past, you know, Leaders lead by example, right? For you feel sure. that they will come kind of thing. And unfortunately, I think that means pain for people who really know what's going on and have to go out there and put them, their asses on the line. And we can only hope that other people are going to care enough to pay attention and try to join in, right? Yeah, and I mean, I'd actually agree with you wholeheartedly about what they're doing because you have the trade war going on historically trade wars lead to actual wars and then you have the federal reserve printing i think the last time i checked it was like 120 or 130 billion dollars a night to cover the banks i mean that that's pretty insane so um and they're really not talking about it and uh i was watching something the other day that was talking about why they don't have to talk about it. And apparently the bill that they passed in 2008 to do the TARP payment, um, somewhere hidden in that, you know, 5,000 page bill or whatever was an addendum basically saying that the Federal Reserve never had to go back to Congress to ask if they could create more money. Like they could just create money and give it to the banks and go around the Federal Reserve. And I have to believe it because I know that they're um, pushing money into the markets right now and they're not asking Congress for permission like they would have done historically. Um, they don't have a choice at this point and they don't care. I mean, I, you know, I know I, it seems like I'm talking an awful lot about TV shows and stuff, but I'll, I'll tell everybody listening, if you watch old shows about kings, like uh, there's a, a two-and-a-half-hour two movie called The uh, the King. It's about King Henry when the Henry line comes in. Or you watch uh, just any of those old kind of shows like that that deal with feudalism. You can really see how feudalism still is – gently running the day right now and how they they must have sat down and thought well if we give people a lot of shit they'll produce more and i think that's been an accurate gamble that they took but at the same time i think they they really are so narcissistic that they'll destroy everything including themselves they'll tear the whole house down just to try to control us and uh, you can see the world steaming toward back toward a feudalistic uh, rule again. And it takes watching shows about shit that happened, like the Borgias. I mean, you watch, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Pope Alexander and the Borgia family and Cesare 
or Cicero, however you want to pronounce it, who most believe the modern depiction of Christ, the white dude with blue eyes, is based on his face. But, you know, Alexander was considered one of the most evil popes ever. He used to have orgies and stuff in there, and he had like 12 kids by all these different mistresses and everything. And I think I just got off point. Oh, the uh, but if you watch that and you see how they acted toward the general populace and how they manipulated the monies, like the Pope was going to do, Alexander was going to do a, and this is based on history. So he was. This is when they were doing the crusade against the Turks down in. Uh, I'm forgetting where. I think they were. Where were they parked off of? I want to say Constantinople, that's where it was, because the Jews were trying to trade down there, and the Turks kept raiding their ships, so he paid the Jews all his money to bring oil in on their boats and park them next to the Turkish fleet and then pour the oil into the water, and he burned the whole damn fleet down. But to do it, he got all the nobles down in Rome for this festival, and he's like, he gets them all excited, and he's going to open up trade, and they're all like, yeah. Like, this is going to be great. We're going to lead this whole Roly crusade and take the Turks out, and you guys will be able to trade. And they're like, yeah. And he goes, so everybody's in agreement? Yeah. And he goes, okay, go ahead and read the bull. And then he stands up and he goes, okay, new taxation on commerce is this, this. And they're like, what? <laughs> you know, like, holy shit, you mean we got to pay for this? And it's like, man, you guys, keep falling for the same stuff over and over. Oh, you want the benefit of the crusade? Well, we're going to make you pay for it. Oh, you want a driver's license? We're going to make you pay for it. This is the same trick, man. Feudalism, feudalism, feudalism. <clears throat> you should watch the Borgias. You'll like it. <laughs> I, oh, I man, caught a couple of the first episodes. Oh, I think know? Netflix and HBO should be paying us for all Sean's promotions. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> hey, dude, yeah, man. I want some advertisement. We should monetize this or something, man. What's up? They I have a couple grand by now. Yeah, guys. Guys, I have I was watching Tiffany Street. I've been paying for Netflix, Showtimes, and HBO. If I could figure out how to get them to pay for me, oh, boy, I've made it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Showtime. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you well, Ross, you them. should write them and be like, uh, "We're on this radio show, and this guy's always promoting you, and y'all should uh, pay him for the increased views you get." Yeah, first of all, I lied. First of all, I First of all, I lie and I say my talk show and you guys should pay me and then like maybe I'll give you guys a little bit. <laughs> uh, I'm paying for this shit uh-uh. supposedly. Because that's how you be a man everybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a horrible way to represent myself. See I'm representing. I wasn't presenting. I was representing. It's who I thought hey, I hey, 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 hey. <laughs> You know what I just thought of, JC? What's up? I just thought of this. Let me see if I can find it real quick. We used to have a definition of something on our site. Let me see if I can pull this up real quick. The representation of persons? Yeah, fiction and law. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I got it somewhere here on my computer. That's what I'm looking for right now. I lost some of those pictures, though, so I'm not. That was really. Can you post that up for everybody to see? Uh, I don't think I can post that up. I mean, cause I I I can post links and stuff, but I can't post up images. Wow. I wish I was there to like help you guys to search for the stuff you're looking for. What are we looking at? What are we looking for? We used to have a a thing on uh, our WhatsApp group, and we had it somewhere else. And it just it's the definition of representation of person, and the first definition of it is fiction and law. That's so the only definition of it. <laughs> well, I mean, the paragraph, it's the first sentence is what I meant to say, because it, it goes on to elaborate a little bit. But, you know, guys, it's as simple as this, too. We talk about this all the time. There's no such thing as an all-capital word in the English language, so everything in commerce is friggin' all caps. So that tells you it's not real. So of course it's a fiction. And that goes back to the purest argument of, you know, I had a, a good friend who said, I said, you're not a U.S. citizen. He goes, yeah, but I'm acting as one. So it's okay. And I'm like, well, if you're acting as something you're not, then you're a liar. How is that okay? Especially in the context of that conversation we were having. I wouldn't say it's necessarily applicable to every argument, but we were having a pretty strong religious debate. How do you uh, how do you explain to the average person person? Um, you know, there's no you know, like you're talking about like lowercase letters and capital letters. How do you explain you just to them? Explain to them. You just tell them the basic rules of English. You know, like a, if you capitalize the first letter of a sentence, of a word, it becomes a proper noun. Like, you know, we use names or, or Rocky Mountains or is one of our examples we always use. Wait, I might have found it here. Um, right, but in a better form of uh, text, because like we're putting it into text right now. Like, what is well, I mean, the I difference between... I'm just asking, what's the difference between a lowercase and a uppercase? That's that. That's what it is. The difference between an uppercase so, and a lowercase. When you use it, the more caps you use, doesn't it go back to uh, what is it? Uh, Capitus dimensius maximus. Right. It goes back explain to slave it. language of Rome, but it's easier just to yeah. explain it in English terms, man. People aren't going to understand Latin. Well, we need to teach them to. Well, it's just where it comes from. Yeah, but why not use it? Listen, why not just use a very simple uh, example like Rocky Mountains, like General Rocky Mountains, and then those Rocky Mountains, and then the Rocky Mountains. And then just the general rule of English. Say, like, look, in English, the rule of English is that there's no all-capital word in the English language. That means it doesn't exist. And they're like, really? And you're like, yeah. 
So then why are all this, is all this shit in all caps? And they'll go, well, I don't know. You, then you go, well, because of this, this, that, and that. I mean, that, hey, that's my you, opinion. I just think that's much that? easier. This, this, and that. Oh, my gosh. I just did. No, you didn't. I just did explain it. I'm sure I did. There's no all capital words in the English language. There you go. It doesn't but, exist. But, but you, could say that, you could say that, but you're not saying, like, why it means this this or that. Like, like there's no capital in English language because... Uh, no, I said there's no all capital words in the English language. No all capital words. Why? Because uh, they didn't put them in there. There's a separation. I didn't, I didn't create They this. didn't put them in there? Who's they? Bro, it's, the Anglo-Saxon people. <laughs> Who are they? Who are they? It's, uh... Like, uh I didn't ask you, Stan. Uh, I'm going to answer it anyway. Uh, to capitalize something... I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of different things, and, and I agree with Sean 110% about how it works in English. But um, there's also a thing called cemetery law, and I'm not, like, extremely familiar with it. But anything that's all capital letters is dead or a fiction. So, like, your business, like, let's say you own Sears, Sears would be in all capital letters, it's a fiction. And on your tombstone, all capital letters. So anything that has all capital Sorry, what's that? That's why they call your body a corpse. It's right, a dead a corporation. corporation. But, I mean, that's just another way to explain it. All capital letters. It's, it's not real. It's well, not and if you go to the, yeah, if you, if you go to the Latin, it's capitus, dimigius, maximus, minimus, and medius. Medium. So, I mean... Why make it? I'm just not going to sit there and make it complicated. I'll go into all that shit afterwards. That's the this, that, and that, and this, and that. First thing I'm going to do is just explain to them the simple rule of English that there's no such thing as an all capital word in the English language. Just that simple. They say why? Just say well, the people that created English just didn't put it in there. Not how they created the rules of English. I use all caps when I'm yelling at somebody on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> give it to him. I cannot find that. Anyway, that's what it is. Representation of person is a fiction of law. I'm trying to find it still, but I'm going through like all these pictures, man. It's like forever. And then you would argue maybe something like, uh, then how come every, you know, Street sign is all caps. How come every corporation is all caps? How come all the states are all caps? How come the driver's license, the credit card, the banking, the credit, the checks, everything that's in commerce is all caps? That's not by. It's not like a quinky dink. They didn't accidentally do that. I tried to buy a vehicle one time, and I said, put it in upper lowercase, and the computer kept changing it to all uppercase. It would not let it write it in upper lowercase. much silence. Stan, say something. Save us. <laughs> so the Romans? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's one time at Bandcamp. Yeah. 
I mean, when you put all these pieces together, man, I mean, it takes time, and you're, you're saying what's the easiest way. It's honestly very, very easy. The problem is not the information. The problem is the recipient. It's very difficult to overcome 40, 50, 30, 70 years of learned indoctrination. It's just most people are not open-minded like a lot of the people on this call are. I mean, it took one court case to change the, the direction of my entire freaking life. Not everybody's that way. Somebody else may get it easier than me. Somebody else may not. I mean, it took me years to learn and really get it. And my nuts had to be in a vice before I really got it. You know, again, until you smell smoke, man. Necessity is the mother of all invention, right? I mean, you know, when your back's to the wall, that's when you know if you're a fighter or not. If you're going to bend, bend to your knee or if you're going to stand and take it. And I think ultimately, and hopefully everybody who's listening, every woman and man listening, you know, essentially it's being a man is just being willing to suffer the consequences for your belief, no matter what they are. This may really suck. Hey, we, we had a hand up. So JDX, you're, uh, you're on the call. Hey, what's going on? Well, what's, what's going up? on, brother? Hey, hey, hey uh, Go ahead. You found it. Go ahead. Oh, that's much. I'm just jogging along, and I, I didn't know that my phone was going to be able to connect. But, uh, yeah, it's been coming in and out for me, so I've heard a little bit of the show here and there. But, um, yeah, I heard the, the stuff about the capitals, the capitonyms. Right, that makes the yep. the word uh, the a capital to me like basically puts a cap on the limits of where the the letter the letter being a representation of a of a thing you know an idea in our mind that you know it's like a hieroglyph um, it becomes limited so when you cap everything it doesn't have any more any more further direction to go um like a, as a as an organic thing so that's why it's dead so it's, it's basically capped you know like when they put a cap in their ass um so it's sounds like a great explanation to me Did we lose Did he go or am I gone? Yeah. Hey, JC, I just sent you a text. Uh, he's he's still on there. Money Mike has his hand up. What's going hey, on? Hey, can I read this Mike? real quick? Okay. Uh, wait. I didn't unmute him. I thought I did. Let me read this real quick while you're unmuting. It says, representation of persons, a fiction of law, the effect of which is to put a representative in the place, degree, or the right of the person represented. Civil Code, LAR 894. Okay. <clears throat> um, funny part about what you uh, what you said earlier about the capital thing. Um, you know, back when I when I when I learned it, it was to uh, use to supposedly uh, represent uh, the highest form or something. And then uh, everything else, like say in lower cap, 
I mean, that lowercase lower was um, below. But the funny thing about that is anything below is actually uh, more closer to God than, you know, than uh, these uh, capital peoples. Yeah. Cool explanation, brother. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I hope nobody takes this statement as Ruby John and I have been talking for a while now about, like, what can we do to get this out faster, easier, simpler? And honestly, I don't, I don't really think there is a way. <laughs> I just don't know any other way to put it. Uh, and I hope, I'm, I hope somebody gets on here that does. I mean, it, we need it. I'm glad you admitted to that because I've been trying to figure out how you could explain it <laughs> because I think I could explain it, but I can't explain it. So I'm glad you admit that there's no way you could get it out. The only That's way not what I said. That's not what I said. I don't. I do. We're doing it as simple as we know how. I don't. I don't see any simpler way to do it. And I, I said, if anybody does know a simpler way, we welcome it. That's what I said. No, and I agree with you on that. You didn't let me finish what I was saying. Like, I have a passion of like, like I want to help and I want to try to get it out. You know. And then like when I talk about this, I'm like, well, how do we get it out there? You know. But like. It's not that easy. Like, you have to do this for yourself. <laughs> we had a million dollars. You could put a Super Bowl commercial out. I'll take half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it costs more than a million dollars to get a Super Bowl commercial. I got some food <laughs> stamps. <laughs> I got some food stamps. I got these cheeseburgers, man. <laughs> somebody got it I heard somebody laugh uh, I got these cheeseburgers man hey Stan yeah do I have your phone number uh, I don't know I don't think so get it off uh, you got John. Jonathan JC? Okay. Oh. Does anybody have uh, any questions? Yeah, can I swim without getting wet? No, anyway. <laughs> What the hell do you do? I'm only serious. <laughs> hey, somebody, hey, coexist right, asked hey. if uh, family lost, is family law civil law? You want to take it, John, or Stan? Oh, I think that's where John's field. <laughs> and somebody I else. Family, I thought family law is like administrative law or something. If they send you summons and yeah, yeah. Family law is what my dad said. My dad said I didn't go outside. I didn't go outside. That was a family law. He said don't touch the heater, the thermostat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
mama said, mama said. Or, or fa yeah, family law in the home. Yeah, like, you know. <laughs> Papa, don't take no mess. Yeah. Yeah, don't take no mess. <laughs> Money, Mike. What the hell do you mean Bill Gates owns all the capital letters? <laughs> no, no, all right well hey to get back, back to the answer of that and after i drop this answer i'm going to call it an no evening but letter. yes family law like the statutory family law is civil law um so when you're going to family court if you're moving under law it applies differently if you're moving under the statute with attorneys uh then it's moving under the civil law so uh, basically, when you're going to family court, what you wish is for them to uphold law, establish that it's a court of law on the record. And I've never seen them say that it's not a court of law. Uh, but once you have it established that it's a court of law on the record, even if they do completely walk over you, which most of the time in family court, I would say family court is probably the easiest court to deal with because nobody in the legal society really has a stake. Um, but the statutes only apply if both people consent to them. If one side's asking for 50-50, that's the common law. I think one show we even um, brought up the Tennessee statute that talked about um, how the statutes and the family code couldn't affect the common law rights of parents. And that was really interesting because that was the first time I've ever seen that statutorily written. Hey, JC, can I answer a question for somebody, please? Uh, yeah. What do you call it? <clears throat> Guest three asked, "How could acting be a how could acting be a liar when you're being a person?" And the best way to sum it up is like somebody can get on TV, right, and they can act like they're a police officer or hey, I'm not a real doctor. I just act like one on TV. But if you went out and actually tried to practice medicine in the real world or if you went out and told everybody you were a police officer, you would be arrested for impersonating a police officer or practicing medicine without a license or an attorney. So that would be the best way. So you, you're basically a liar. It may not be malicious, but um, just to reiterate with, the context of the conversation with my friend was um, he he didn't understand how bending his knee to Caesar and paying taxes and doing this and doing that was wrong, and he could still worship this other deity. And I said, well, when you look at it in that context, and I'm, again, I'm emphasizing context here, not judgment, just context. Um, in his context, how could it not be a contradiction because you have to submit yourself to or serve to or pledge uh, yourself to a liege or a lord to be a US citizen and you still have to go to court and swear an oath to it and if you don't do that then you're pretending you're a pretender um, we've when we've talked about that in past shows a pretenders it can be a uh, a truth but a pretender is also a liar too um, so the way it's a lie is because you're not really that person. You're just pretending. So most people, 99% of the people in America are not U.S. citizens. They're merely acting like it, which is exactly why when they go to court, they're guilty 
until proven innocent. So I hope that answered that question. Well, and also they're acting like a defendant. Yeah. It means they can't fend for themselves. Well, if you're not acting, what are you doing? Performing. What are you performing? Depends. You're performing. Well, for instance, when you go into court, you should be performing law. Everyone else in there is acting. Like all persons in court are acting. But if you're going into court, you should be performing law. But in order to perform, you have to act. Uh, nah, because a performance, not an act. You know, like, hey, hey, I, no. I don't have to act like myself. Break down performance. You, know, you, you, performance you, you also like don't that. have to, you also don't have to perform. So, like, like if you perform, you're, 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 you're doing, you're acting as something. Otherwise, nothing would, none, none of that would even happen. Like, none of that would exist. Like, you can't perform unless you're acting. There's no performer. There's no performer who doesn't act. Um, Webster's describes to do, perform is to do, to execute, to accomplish, labor, a deed or an achievement, to discharge, um, to fulfill, by promise or contract or vow. Yeah, you're playing a role. And to act means to exert power. That's, that's not... I mean, let's be fair, that's not its implication, nor is it even in the definition. The, uh, and and, and the just because you act, like, if I perform an act, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm acting, just like to argue isn't an argument. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I'm a musician, and I perform music, but I'm not acting. I'm really playing drums and singing. Just like yeah, pretender please. can be a negative. Like, pretender can be a liar. Like, you're... He's a pretender, but you can also stretch forth a claim and be a pretender, right? I hear what you're saying, and, and, and I'll just ask. I'm just asking a question, like if you perform, you're acting, but but that's where you have to uh, take your part, take yourself apart from the role, from a part, from a part. Like, what are you trying to do? So, like, how do you explain that to another man? We all come back to the same conversation, like. You can't teach somebody how to act or play a part or not take a role in whatever is going on unless they know what they're trying to do. Well, I, mean, well, I think actually, you can teach them, but you can't make them do it. No, you're Sorry, right. You no, can't make them do it. You can speak of it, you know, like we're trying to teach yeah. here. Like we're trying to speak upon, like, you know, how to play and not play, you know, <laughs> and uh, it's a whole... And, and you can all, definitely teach the, people how to right act. You can teach people how to act like a man or how to act like a woman before the court. And this is why the court is bringing in everybody and making them perform. This is why the court's not taking the act anymore. This is why the court is dragging people through the entire process, sometimes until the very, very end. It's because, you know... 
a lot of people have gone on to court and acted like a man or a woman and haven't been true. And so the court's yeah. just testing everybody. They're testing their part. No, they're testing their performance. Yeah, performance. You, you gotta, in order to perform, you have to take part. Like, like we're all talking about the same thing here. This pause is brought to you by Nate H and R Block. <laughs> I, I wish hey. I had an ad. I wish I had an ad. And I was like, look, I'm, hey guys, let me let me throw in a little ad here. Actually, I'm actually working on a few apps. Right, one I'm trying to beat Uber. <laughs> the other one I'm trying to take part in like this whole real estate game. So like, when we do make it, guys, you guys will take part in my role of the play. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's one way that you should act, and, and this is going to be, uh, I'm going to hop off the phone here pretty soon, but you should act as a poser when you go into court. If you're going to act as poser. act as a poser. And if somebody can tell me why you should act as a poser, I mean, I'm going to be really impressed. Well, as soon as you have their cheat sheet. No, no, no. As opposed to posing as an actor. Listen, everyone's been like, oh, I'm trying to figure this out online. Like, I'm not even online. Like, I'm I'm on a phone call right now. So, like, go ahead. What, what, ask ask I your would question say again. If you're, a, if you're an opposer, that means there has to be somebody on the other side. It's adversarial. And so somebody else. No, I'm not saying a, act like an opposer. I'm saying act like a poser. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Poser? Poser, right. Poser, yeah. right. Act like a poser because why? You're posing as something. You're still acting. Uh, Webster's 1828, poser. One that puzzles by asking difficult questions. A close examiner. It's what I'm doing. Understand words. That's the key to the whole thing. Anyways, accomplishment uh, from perform and ants, meaning performance or performed. Dude, you guys are online looking at definitions of thing right now. What are you're telling me to act as something for another reason? You can't tell me why I should act for you for any other reason than why you want to act. I'm telling you, you should act like something because you didn't (laughs) like my answer of perform like a man. So (laughs) that's what you get, brother. Well, forget about performing. Why don't you just be a man? You want me to to act for you. That's what you're doing right now. The only reason this is all happening right now is because I'm acting for you. You're you're, uh, just an actor in my play, and I'm just an actor in yours. Uh, I let you play the role of the stage. The whole world of stage. I let you play the role every Wednesday. That's cool with me. Uh. (laughs) Well, we will be playing this role next Wednesday, and that will be November the 13th. Wednesday the 13th, not Friday the 13th. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for coming out tonight. I'm going to shut it down here in just a few minutes, but I'll give everybody a chance to say goodnight and uh, salutations or whatever. And and, Uh um, 
thanks everybody for coming out. We enjoyed having you. Good call. Yeah, carry on. Carry on from Chicago. Carry on from Chicago. Bye, you guys. Yeah, the vaults, the vaults Just want to say good night to everybody. Yeah. Happy. Take care, everybody, good, man. I was happy to be a part of this whole thing. It just made me happy. I'm glad I got Especially in on my phone. Especially Stan. Stan makes me happy. <laughs> Good night, JC. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Hope to see y'all on the 13th. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.